Whether we're talking about business, wellness, travel, or relationships, I've always thought age is just a number. Welcome to Ageless with me, Cynthia Raleigh, and my daughter, Kit Keenan. Hi, everybody. It is Kit and Cynthia back with another episode. And today we are so happy to have two new guests on the podcast. We have Maureen Sullivan and Sarah Tam today from Rent the Runway. So hi, guys. Hi, so excited to be here. COO and CMO. Yes, exactly. Respectively. So maybe you guys can just intro yourselves and your roles at Rent the Runway and how maybe you got introduced to the company. We're so excited to talk to you because I feel like Rent the Runway has taken the fashion retail world by storm and it's completely changed the way people shop. Game changer. And I think it's really exciting that, you know, we're going to kind of get to hear a little bit of the backstory. Maybe, you know, some secrets will slip out. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the inside scoop yeah. right here on Ageless. Well, Sarah, you start. You're, okay. you're more you're more of a uh, veteran than I am at Rent the Runway by a few months. <laughs> so I'm Sarah Tam, and I'm the chief merchant here at Rent the Runway. And I head up the fashion team, which comprises of the inventory buying team, planning team, site merchandising team, and product development team. I get to work with Cynthia, your team, really closely. Oh, um, yeah. And we love seeing <laughs> your collection you. everything that goes out. I'm um, so grateful. <laughs> and I actually grew up in the fashion industry. I started my career as an intern at Saks Fifth Avenue. And then when I left, I headed up the buying teams for um, designer ready-to-wear at Saks. And then I joined Rent the Runway about four and a half years ago because I met Jen and I became obsessed with her vision for like creating access for women to have like this closet in the cloud with access to the most relevant styles and most relevant designers just so she could get dressed for any occasion in her life feeling her most confident and I just love this kind of vision she had and I was so excited to kind of bring that vision to the brand community and have them partner with me in this new way. I mean it's such a genius idea. I can't I almost can't believe it took this long to bring it to fruition, you know. I mean, it's you've been around since 2008. We're about to be 10 years old. Close to our 10-year anniversary. Yeah. Closet in the cloud is, I love that, that saying. That's amazing. So, Well, I am Maureen Sullivan, and I have been at the company almost four years. And I have a very different background in that my career before Rent the Runway was really all technology. So I started my career at Google, actually here in New York, when Google in New York was very tiny and small and not the amazing behemoth that it is today, and worked at Google for a number of years, and then followed my boss at Google. He became the CEO of AOL and worked for him for a number of years. And I met Jen because while I was at AOL, um, I helped launch something called Makers, which was the largest collection of women's stories ever assembled. And we had a documentary film called Makers that really told the story of the modern American feminist movement, which sadly, no one had found time to tell that story, which is obviously a super important story. Um, 
And we were doing documentary films on women in different industries. So we were doing women in science, women in sports, women in business. So good. It was amazing. And if you haven't watched it, it's old school. It's kind yeah. of like, we were like kind of ahead of our time a little bit. Um, I, I think there's, is Gloria Steinem yeah. so on So Gloria was the inspiration. So we actually went to Gloria oh, and right. wanted to do a documentary on Gloria. And Gloria is so effing awesome. She was like, no. Everyone wants to tell my story. There are hundreds of other women that were right along there with me that were groundbreakers, that drove this movement, and no one has told their stories, and it's a crime, and we need to document their stories digitally and go do it. She basically challenged us to get to all of these women who were first in their fields. And the, this was like when video was exploding, and YouTube was super early, and I had been at Google when we acquired YouTube, so that was kind of like front of my mind of like, we need to tell these stories and also like bite size. Yeah. snackable, you know, there's documentary films, but we want everyone to watch these stories and be inspired by that. So that was kind of my passion project when I was at AOL is that we were building this, you know, kind of massive library of awesome content for women by women. And we were doing this documentary film on women in business and we needed a young female CEO. So we made Jen, our boss now and founder of our company, a maker, and it came time to do PR for the film. And I was like, we need PR for this film. We have no budget. Like, we need to, I want everyone to watch it. And I knew Jen was incredible at, you know, uh, generating PR and really, you know, explaining this vision of what she was building. And so I went to go see her to talk her into doing PR for free <laughs> for <laughs> our film and, and instead she talked literally you within five minutes. She was like, you're going to work here. And I was like, <laughs> I have no background in fashion. I've never, I literally never worked with physical goods. I mean, everything I had done was all digital. Like when she was talking about product, I was thinking like product, like a product manager, like code that we're building to make digital product. I was like, I don't, I never referred to clothes <laughs> as product before. Um, but same as Sarah, I think the vision was so big. And I think, you know, this idea of, everyone deserving access and how important that word access is. Access is so much more powerful than ownership. And I think kind of this weight of ownership, I think everyone is realizing like all of these things, they're weighing us down, you know? And I think there was a huge vision around sustainability and what we could build. And I think Jen is very much like a cultural anthropologist. Like she understood where consumer behavior was moving and how quickly it was going to shift, I think, before many of us, you know, really knew. Like it registered. Yeah, well, the yeah. pace that it would. And you I know. think even things like social media, yes. which at that time didn't really exist, was yeah. just— Not at the scale. A tiny and baby. And ubiquity it is in our lives now, yeah. And not only did she see the future, but she saw something that— actually then became social media, which is to me like the pure genius of RTR is that everybody, you take a picture and then you don't want to wear it again. Yeah. <laughs> and so great, you know, you just trade it We have it a up. solution. We yeah. have a solution. Yeah. So that was, uh, it was, you know, your careers are interesting. I think like, you know, you just take interesting twists and turns and I would have never predicted that, you know, after kind of an all digital first decade of my career, this is where I would be. But, you know, there's you know, the other big thing about our company, and and this is a huge credit to to Jen and what she's built, is that we are a very female executive yes. team, leadership team. And 
I had worked at wonderful places. Like I was very fortunate in my career, worked very progressive places. When I met Jen, I had two little girls. You know, I knew I was probably continue to grow my family. And, and so it wasn't like top of my list that I was looking for, you know, a, a female run company. I mean, I, I, I didn't know how important that was to me until I was a part of it. And I just think it is such a defining thing about our company and and how we're doing what we're doing. So we're not only, you know, creating a new industry, helping, you know, create a new consumer behavior, but I think that how we're doing it, the group of people that we have, the inclusivity, like I think we're we're all really trying to be really purposeful about the process of of doing this and right. building this company and and making this all happen, which is also like a, it gives it a little bit extra meaning you know, for me personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask what, you know, what are the attributes of working in a primarily female company? Because my company is like that too. Female founder, female CEO, female CMO. You know, it's just like, for me, I don't, I didn't, I wasn't conscious about like, oh, I'm going to really target women leaders in the company. the best person for the job. Best person for the job. Yeah. And it just it just sort of organically happened like that. And I feel really lucky. But I you know, you guys have twelve hundred employees or something like that. We I don't do know, it's a lot. lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean we're growing. And yeah. for that to be, you know, a majority women, that's really amazing for for female empowerment. But just like, you know, on a day to day basis, are there things that you know, you feel make it especially great? Yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, I was really fortunate to be at Saks and have insane mentors, but like literally stepping into a female founded company, I think Jen's vision and just knowing that Jen was going through a lot of the same life stages we all were going through, like she was getting married, she was having children. She kind of understood all these things that women grapple with, you know, kind of like work-life balance, how much you spend time with your children or maternity leave policies or transition back from maternity leave. And these are all the things that I think in women-founded companies that they really think about. It's a little more nimble, a little more flexible in thinking about these policies. Yeah. I mean, I think there's an empathy that and an authenticity, I guess, you know, for me, the big unlock is I've never felt like I've been able to be more honest about the reality and complexity of what my daily life is. And I feel like sometimes as women, times <laughs> during the day, like literally there's moments where I feel like I'm wearing a cape and soaring <laughs> through the sky. And then there's moments where I'm like, I can't believe I just screwed that up or dropped the ball on that. And like, I've just gotten used to those highs are highs and the lows are lows. I said that to someone and they were like, there's a medication for that. I'm yeah. like, I don't think this medication, I think it could make me worse. I think it's, uh... but just embracing that. And that I, so when the, mo- when I have those really good moments, I'm like, this is amazing. This is why I'm trying to do this all. This is so awesome and worrying. When I have the low moments, I'm like, this is just a moment. And another great moment is going to come to remind me why this is all worth it and that I care about all of these things with such passion and such intensity that I don't want to let any of them go. And so I think we're just really real with each other. Yeah. Because we're, I think the more people that you have kind of going through that and the, the it just and it's not just about women. I think that not setting the tone for everyone to be more authentic about just the complexity of of different stages of life and you know how you have to shuffle priorities to make the right 
calls for you as a person, for your family, for your work, for your team. So I feel like we're 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 just real on that front. Yeah, I think I think about how I used to try to just like be the super you know, mom, super you know work, yeah, uh, super leader at yeah. work, and if some if I fucked up something, we can swear on this, yes, by the way. Great. Um, <laughs> you know, if something messed, if I messed up something like for the kids, I would try to make up an excuse like, oh, well, you know, I checked on that and it, you know, and I would spin this web of lies. <laughs> and finally I decided, you know, I figured out like that just makes it worse. Totally. And it's not being authentic and honest to my not serving kids anyone. or my husband even, yeah. you know. So now I'm just like, oh, yeah. I really messed yeah. that up. And like you just get over totally. it, you know, and totally. try to do better. But, you know, that's yes. part of it. Only and it. I think growing up with, you know, watching my mom balance work and life and maybe sometimes imbalance a little bit work and life, I think that that has, you know, shown me that I can do it too at some point. So... I I do, you know, I do appreciate that you guys are saying that that's kind of the environment of RTR is understanding that, you know, there are life, there's things in life that are going to take priority sometimes and you need to understand that for the company to be productive. Otherwise, you know, if people are coming into work and they have so many other things on their mind, then they're not going to get Yeah, people are not robots. And just because you're in an office or you're on the clock doesn't mean that you, you know, forget about everything else in your life and all your priorities. So we want to talk about maybe how the company has evolved because I think you were more occasion, you know, it was meant, I think it started out more for occasions and now it's every day, it's kids, it's... Testing at home. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask about, I think it's with West Elm, West right? Elm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Getting our feet wet. Can we can we talk about that? Can you tell yeah. us about that? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the best word to kind of sum up what we have been doing and what you'll see us continue to do is just assortment. So I think what we've, you know, we started, we're almost 10 years old, and we were in the beginning just dressing women for special occasions, which was a really incredible way to start because in some ways it was kind of the hardest thing. <laughs> you know, special occasions are, they're super time sensitive. There's little margin for error. <laughs> you know, I think women want a fair amount of help because it's not something that, a style that they're wearing that frequently it tends to be kind of higher emotion because, you care as you're getting dressed up for something. And so I think that was really good for us to start there yeah. as a company because I think it raised the bar on how high quality the service had to be in order for us to get it right. And if we didn't get it right, like we knew it. And yeah, that, yeah, yeah. you know, it was a big learning curve for us. You know, flash forward to the subscription offering that we have, which is really only three years old, has really just grown beyond our wildest expectations. I mean, it was really born out of our own customers asking us to have a bigger assortment. They were like, I love this for special occasions, but I want to wear Rent the Runway to 
work, work or yeah. all these other things. Like get more, basically. Like grow this like dream closet <laughs> beyond just what I could wear to a black tie wedding or a gala or special event. And so, you know, it was really our customers driving us to do it. And I think, you know, our original thought was in the beginning of subscription was, okay, this will be for women who are like getting dressed for work every day and feel the tax of getting dressed for work. And this is actually a crazy stat, which is like, I think explains why what we have done has resonated with women. So pre-casualization of the workforce. So remember like work used to be way more dressy for women and people wore like the black theory suit and the shell under, remember? Like it feels like a thousand years ago, but when I started working or got out of college, like that's what you wore. But that has been since like the, you know, early 2000s that every industry has gone more casual. So women used to spend only two and a half percent of their take-home pay on getting dressed for work when it was less casual. And now that it's more casual, we're all wearing separates. Yeah. So we're actually buying more clothes than we yeah. used to to get dressed for work. Now women are having to spend well, six because and you a half can wear percent. it anywhere. You can wear it out. Then you can wear. You know, it's not yeah. just it's not that just work, for work, uniform. but we're buying more. So yeah. actually, like the cost of being a woman and showing up for work has increased, which is kind of not the direction that we want to go in, right? Like we want to be paid equally, and we don't want to have to pay more to show up for right. work every day. And so, you know, what, what's happened is the subscriber has decided that she wants to use Rent the Runway not just for work, but for everything. Everything, yeah. So the assortment has grown. And, you know, Sarah's done this with her incredible team. Like, we have everything now, you know, where, like, if when, when, when Sarah joined the company or when I got to the company four years yes, ago, if you told cool. us that we would be mm-hmm. renting denim. I think, yeah, denim. We would have been like, no, you guys had our Cali Cali, that's doing really well on site. One of our most like Instagrammed. (laughs) Well, that's the whole thing social media, and you do it once, and then, you know, you don't want to wear it again. You might wear it again, but you know, just for those people that bought. (laughs) <laughs> but I think what it's doing, it's allowing people just to experiment, to just have more fun with fashion. Yes. You know? Yeah. And, you know, this is, like, so interesting, but one subscriber in the first three months of her trying our program, she discovers 15 brands at a time. Yeah. So, That's like, what... I just, like, love the fact that, like, our subscriber, who might have been, like, using fast fashion before, is now turning to Rent the Runway, discovering brands, discovering, like, how talented designers are out there, and we're kind of, like the platform for them to discover, to just really appreciate like the craftsmanship of designers and what they do. It's really exciting to me. I think we were talking about that on the way over. And I was thinking, you know, for a designer, a young designer, I think it's kind of scary to see subscription and and rental services on the rise because it's like, well, then why is anyone ever going to buy my stuff? But I do think that you guys do an amazing job of allowing the customer to, you know, be introduced to all these new designers that they would maybe never found. And as the industry becomes more and more saturated, I think using Rent the Runway as a platform for young designers is yeah. such an amazing And I think the, opportunity. you know, we're early, but I think it's going to move quickly the same way Spotify started out, I think the music industry was like, is this good for us? I'm not sure to now the ubiquity of like, it is the distribution platform and same with Netflix around really embracing great 
content creators, artists, and talent, and like being a new platform. I think that's our our goal and our vision is that we want to be a new distribution platform, not just for discovery, but a new business line. Like we want to we want to be the business partner that you know creates not only creates this new consumer behavior, but really builds a business with our you know partners. And I think we're in the very beginning of doing that. But that's, you know, we almost have kind of like two ecosystems. We have our customers, our subscribers that we're trying to get the best assortment possible for and give her incredible access and make it like a seamless, easy experience. But then, you know, we have this whole other world, which is the the brands that are, you know, the other side of our ecosystem that are so important to us. Like and for us, it's like we totally believe in brands. We believe in the talent of brands. And our value proposition is about, you know, really being the representative for brands and that the talent like really lies in the branded community. So it's amazing to kind of generate that revenue stream for brands to find different ways of doing business. You know, Um, I remember when I was at Saks, the majority of our business was done wholesale. And I always think it's like hard for brands these days when retailers are suffering, you know, brands in turn suffer, you know, and then to be part of a strategy that's growing brands and like finding different ways to do business. So today we do wholesale as one part of our business. We're also like getting into revenue sharing agreements with brands and we're also like co-manufacturing with brands, but just like having just so much like um, flexibility to like experiment with different business models, models. right? It's just like one of the perks of being at a company where you can just kind of like pave the way and pioneer new ways of doing business. No, and and actually for designers, like I want to do a new category mm-hmm. that has to do with a sport. Amazing. Not surfing. And people go and do something and they want the all the gear. Yes. But they may not do it again, but they want to look the part and they want to look amazing. And there just aren't. They don't have access to any of that. And even if you go into some a sports store, you're not going to know exactly what to get. Really? So like a package curation. story, curation yeah. like that. Like, and to me, when we, when we first were talking about it, I'm coming in as the creator. And then, you know, Allie, my CEO, is like, you know, more of like the, the business side of it. And our first thought was like, we should see if Rent the Runway wants to do because Let's shake on it right now. It's done. <laughs> when you're I ready, Cynthia, no. I want to try it. No, I mean, <laughs> I'm actually not pitching you guys no. right now. No, on but, our it's podcast, but there's a business model. But I it's need a, a yes or no answer. Totally. No, I'm just <laughs> no, but like that was. I'm just saying that as somebody who you know, like even for designers who have a new idea, mm-hmm. you think of Rent the Runway to. You know, introduce that awesome. new idea. That, that's so wonderful exciting. to hear from you, actually. Yeah, that's, that's like makes our hearts sing. That's really <laughs> nice. Well, because I think that, that part of the magic of designers is they understand consumer wants and desires that consumers don't even know how to even articulate yet. You know, and I think that's what's like really exciting. Like, we're, I mean, I really feel like we're in the very beginning of what we're going to do with the company. It's like, there's no real creative idea. And we're a super entrepreneurial company that we won't try or experiment with. So we have done kids, we have done home, like, 
we have all of these cool things that kind of, I think, are still up our sleeve, but the creativity is going to come from places outside exactly. of our company, too. I was obsessed is, with your surf camp, by the way, that oh you guys my, did. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, will you Stalking guys come that from afar? We want, to come. <laughs> we want to take it global. I mean, No, we, that's what we, we want. To, we're actually yeah. starting to go. We're going to do one in Hawaii and one in Puerto Rico, I think. And one, yeah, we're going to start taking it on the road. That's so cool. And your swimsuits, like the, the long sleeve rash. The oh my goodness, suits. The wetsuits. I was upset. I want to own three of them. <laughs> like function and fashion. That's my specialty. I love designing that. And we surf as a family. So Do you really? it's very authentic. Whole family surfs. Yeah, what age did surfing. you start surfing? When I was about 10 or 11. Yeah. Is it as hard as it looks? It looks pretty hard. Nah. nah. No. Really? No, anybody can do it. Okay. Well, <laughs> one thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be like, I'm going to have a walker installed on the front of my surfboard so I, I mean, can just I love keep it. surfing forever. I so. love it. <laughs> inspiration. We need to try this. Yeah. I only want to do it because I want to buy one of your wetsuits. Yeah, like, I just want to be real about the, the wetsuit is driving my desire to surf. <laughs> that is why I make them. Totally. Because I want to inspire women to go to try, try something. Try a new sport. Be brave. Go after it. Wait, so while we're on this subject, can we talk about what you like to do for fun and your travel and adventure and, you know, how you relax? Mm. Downtime. Well, for me, you know, for me, I don't like to call it downtime because it's never really no downtime, such thing, but. right? Um, I so I have three little kids, and I'm obsessed right now with just like play with them. Like, I just realized they're so little and they're so fun, and I actually have like a mental check that I do with myself. Like, have I been on the floor today? Yeah. Like if I have a skip. Yeah. I used to say kids are the best cover to be able to do all that stuff you really want to do, but you would look like a like a literally crazy person. (laughs) Like my daughters right now are like and I remember this phase from being little. I don't know if it's just like a weird gene that I've passed on to them of like performances are happening. Like we are doing like in the apartment, like full, the lights need to be dimmed. We are like, Alexa. Play, like, you know, I like they're into music, they're like knowing songs, and they want to like put on a show. Like, we have to be sitting on the sofa in full attention, like, phones down, and just like this, like, dancing. I know, right? Yeah, she has the the most adorable kids. (laughs) I know these are just like fleeting stages that, like, I'm like, I just want to be like in these moments and just do the fun. Crazy thing. So we're we're in that mode right now, just like rough and tumble play, dance party, like being silly and realizing that my kids have just like no um inhibition. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's the, um, <laughs> yeah, as much kind of like family fun playtime as possible. And then my husband and I just came back from a we had our 10-year wedding anniversary. Oh. So we made it to 10 years. So we went back to where we went on our honeymoon. And so my life, like my only, I have no marital advice because I don't know anything. (laughs) I feel like I'm only 10 years in. So what do you know after 10 years? But we have this great couple friend who are like 10 years older than us and they have five kids. They had three girls and then they went for a fourth and got twin boys. Whoa. Yeah, like intense. That's amazing. Intense. And we love them. They're like, you know, those people, you're just like, we I love you. Like you're they're just (laughs) great parents, great couple, great people. So we're always like, tell us everything you know so that like we can be just like you. And their advice (laughs) is 
you should go away together three times a year. Like you have three to times? three times a year by yourself as a couple. Oh. And basically, Wait, it doesn't count if you're just going to like like at the least one. Store. No, exactly. <laughs> like at least one night away. They don't need to be like three long trips, but like <laughs> to like oh, escape. I love that. But I've, I've worked. Like I think it really does matter. Of just like these, you know, life is so fast and complex, and everyone has a million miles an hour. And I think we all just want to put the like, you know, pause button on it. So we have this like mission to do these fun three-time-a-year escapes. Well, so. now you just gave me permission. Exactly. So See, that's why yeah, I tell pass everyone. Because I feel like there's guilt. Because <laughs> it does feel, it feels yeah. a little luxurious because we don't feel like we spend enough time with our families because work is so demanding and there's not enough hours. But um, they're a really great couple. So just remember that. Okay. I know you don't know them. But, pa- but now I'll pass it on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Vacation with abandon <laughs> with your significant other. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. It's it's so funny because I actually, my husband and I, we used to travel so much together as a couple. And then now we have two little boys, but they're at like the perfect age where we can actually travel with them. So my littlest one just turned seven and my other one is nine. So we've been taking just like insane trips. Like we just went to France and we did like croissant. We were in Paris. We were doing like croissant lessons and they like loved it. We were fragrance oh, making. So um, um, then we got to go to like eat oysters out in Brittany and like, you know, just try different things. And that they're at this age where they're so experimental and they like to like just to see the first experiences through their eyes is kind of like incredible. Um, I also took them to like Cartagena. My husband's South American. So we got that's to That's like, my oh, next. Cool. Oh, yeah. I want to go there too. Beautiful. Yeah. You will love it. Um, I highly recommend. No waves though. Oh, the waves are so like. But people don't surf there, right? No, they do. They do. I, I saw they some do? people surfing. I mean, the waves are. It depends on where. Like, you can go out to the Rosario Islands. You charter a boat out, but um, there are people. I did see some people surfing. That's cool. You'll have to check it out because okay, it's Sarah totally is fun. like a good trip curator. Make sure you get an email from her <laughs> yeah. with all the places to go. Yeah, and see. But I think the next obsession that I'm having, which I'm not so great at, is. I'm kind of really into growing things. I don't know if any of you oh, like like gardening or growing things. So my kids started like getting obsessed with like growing vegetables. So it's so funny because sometimes we'll go out. My family has a house out east. So um, we'll go out there and we're trying to plant like tomatoes and we're trying to do like all the little vegetables in the garden. And some of them are more successful than others, but it's kind of cool to actually like plant things from seeds and actually see it grow. Yeah. And it's yeah. ambitious, so. Sarah. That's goals. <laughs> That's like, yeah, that's awesome. I would like, say put some I'm green turf down. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I did, I posted a thing on my um, Instagram where I panned my backyard and I was like, guess what's real and what's fake? <laughs> what are people are like, everything, everything is plastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, Amazing. it looks really real, but yeah. there's, yeah, I fill in, I mix yeah. it up. <laughs> I love it. That's great. <laughs> you can't, you really can't tell. Well, the grass, you can tell, in the winter especially, <laughs> when, it's bright, when green. it's bright green. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just wondering, so there's a lot of product that yes. you, can be rented. What happens when it's been rented a million times? And I don't even know how you do all the dry clean. I can't even, that's a whole other podcast. You need to like, come visit. Oh, I would love you to. Have that to. would be a fun trip. It's like literally should. like a Willy oh, Wonka factory of like clothing. It's magic. You should run tours. Like I know. People would, women would. It's pretty insane. But literally, if you guys really wanted a tour, we would totally give it yeah. to you. Oh my God. I'm right. down. But Definitely. the amazing thing is things last a really long time. And that's partly because our community is wonderful and takes amazing care. 
of the clothes. So, you know, I think many people think, oh, people must really beat things up and damage things. Like, no, women are awesome and we take really good care of things. So like <laughs> they're, they're that totally isn't respectful. A, a big problem that we have, which means that things last a really long time. And I think what's awesome about just the diversity of women that we serve is that, you know, what's relevant to me, Maureen, right now in, you know, August is going to be relevant to someone else in July of next year. Like things actually have a really long kind of demand cycle of when people want them. So that I think is exciting and that product lasts a really long time and it's not being marked down or it's valuable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's no no, like race to the bottom of what something is worth. Like things are always valuable in our ecosystem. And then if it is not in perfect condition and everything that we send out, we really want to be in perfect condition. We do two things. We can we will sell it. So we do sample sales. Oh. But if we we also donate a lot of yeah. stuff because honestly, there are tons of organizations that are really happy to have wonderful designer, great merchandise. And maybe it's not perfect to meet our standard to go out to our customers or subscribers, but it still really will provide value to to someone. So that's you know a huge focus. And the nice thing is as we've grown the amount that we've been able to donate continues to grow. So I think we're excited to see where that can go in the future too. I want to switch gears a little bit and talk to you guys about for a young person who's never had like a full-time job, I think the the C-suite or, you know, COO and CMO sounds very intimidating. I want to talk about how you guys incorporate creativity into your roles at RTR? That's a great question. Um, I literally am obsessed with collaboration. So I think, you know, no matter what my job title is, I think I'm, I'm forever a proponent in the more heads that you have working on something, the better, you know, and that we have such a super smart, incredible group of people working at Rent the Runway. And so, you know, I think any problem that we face as a company, I feel like my job is to help facilitate the smartest, most kind of diverse group of thinkers at the company to try to help solve it and think about, you know, what the most creative way to solve it. So, you know, I feel like we're really special as a company and that like, that's how we do things. That's not like an extra special thing that we have to kind of figure out or, you know, operationalize around. It's kind of like natural in our DNA. And I think when you go to an entrepreneurial company, you're more likely to find that, you know, a founder led company or a company that's kind of earlier stage, I think that's probably, you're going to feel that energy more. I think it's just a more fun way to work. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I just boil it all down, totally. you know. I mean, yes, more it's better, more brains working yeah. on something, but it does make it more fun. No, I think Maureen hit on something. Like if you decide to start your job in a more entrepreneurial environment, there's definitely just more flexibility to take more risks and to bring your ideas out and not be afraid to just kind of voice them. And because, you know, Younger companies are more nimble. There's just this opportunity to implement more ideas and try them out. And there's like, it's just definitely lends itself to like bigger corporations or companies that have been around for a while that have like the levers that you pull normally. But here it's like, we're pioneering, we're forging new ways ahead. So any creative ideas are welcome. Yeah, there's, it's like nobody's ever done what you're doing. And so there are no rules and it changes every day. Exactly. The mm-hmm. consumer changes every day. So 
Might as well take a risk. Exactly. Has there ever been like one really crazy idea that just got shot down or one that you know oh, you'll never do? Or so many crazy ideas. Oh we have a whole parking lot full of crazy <laughs> ideas. I mean, I think oh, part rent of the, everything. Rent the automobile. I mean, rent the, rent the anything. I mean, I think our vision <laughs> is so big. Yeah. I think, you know, for us, it's a kind of a constant balance of, you know, we are growing so fast. We know people are relying on us now at a way that, you know, we used to get people dressed a couple times a year. Now people are wearing our clothes 120 days, like the majority of their days, they're expecting the the runway kind of closet in the cloud to help them get dressed. So I think for us, we're kind of constantly balancing, making sure that we're getting everything perfect from a service standpoint and an access standpoint with our ambition to go after the crazy wild things. And that's hard. I mean, we're I all... really feel like the sky's the limit. Totally. Really. Like, yes. I would basically rent anything from you guys. Like, I would rent a car, a house, yeah. a vacation, <laughs> home. Uh, like, exactly. Those no, have all come out. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a different way to live. It's become a brand, yeah. too, I think. And it's yeah. a it's a reliable brand and, and creative and people... See yeah. that. And I think just the practicality, and I'm curious, Kit, how you feel about this, but like just removing this burden of ownership. Like I think that many people talk about, I think that that resonates with many generations, not just younger people. I think there's so much talk around like, oh, younger people don't want to own anything. Like I think a lot of people feel like owning stuff is weighing us down and that it is just simpler to think about what do you need and what do you need it for? And that, you know, ownership is is a, kind of a dying concept. I think that it's it's trending to not have that much stuff to your name and being able to move places and, you know. Freedom. Yeah, exactly. Having the freedom to move around and explore and not have baggage. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I'm in the business of selling Yeah. <laughs> So I was going to say that I know our customers rely on those resale sites totally. that it's you know, all allows them to, to have something and love something and wear it. And then at whatever point they decide they want, they don't need it anymore, then those are the sites. So I support the whole Ecosystem. And it's so great. Yeah. But like, that's just shows how like innovative you are. But I like, I also think that I believe in a world that there are people who are still going to want to buy, right? They're going to buy those pieces that they want to wear over and over and over again. The pieces that are going to transcend for more than just one season, you know, they're going to want to own those. And then they're going to want to experiment with other things. So this class, it's going to look really different in the future where they're going to buy things that you know, they that are going to last longer and they're going to borrow things that are more fleeting and then they're going to resell things that, you know, they don't want anymore. And it's just going to be this like ever-changing piece. Like the women's closet is just going to change in the future, I think. Well, I always say that a woman's closet is like a scrapbook mm-hmm. where, you know, certain pieces of clothing hold yeah. memories. Emotional. Exactly. You go 
you take it out of the closet and you mm-hmm. remember everything. Your first date. Totally. You remember your, you know, whatever it is. And so those are the pieces you are like gonna the Cynthia own. Raleigh dress that I wore to my engagement party Stop. and my second dress after my Shut wedding. Up. I'm so old; I don't have the pictures on my phone, but I will find them to oh, send to I you would because love I was to see obsessed, that. obsessed, <laughs> and I could wear nothing else. And like those will be in my closet until the day I die, and then hopefully they'll be in my daughter's closet. But like, yeah, well, that's what there's having... just there's emotion. Yeah, and I think you know for us as a company. It's really not just about clothes. Like, it seems like that. But at the end of the day, it's about how women feel. And it's about making women feel confident and powerful because we are. And I think that's that's what drives us. I mean, we love clothes. So that's, you know, helpful. But clo- you you <laughs> but can't get away from the fact yeah. that clothes give you confidence mm-hmm. or make you feel exactly. more yeah. confident. It's part of our daily life. And it's so deeply connected to how we feel and our psyche. And, you know, so I think for us, it's just so exciting to see our community talk about how they're feeling and what they're wearing. You yeah, know, like yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's the magic that we feel lucky that we're a part of. I want to end on that. All right. So I'm so happy that you guys got to listen to our stories today. As always, you can follow us on social media and keep up with our work and our crazy adventures. Then you can follow us on Instagram at Cynthia Rowley and at Kit Keenan. Thanks for listening. 